will take the Wyo stage Thursday, March 17th at 7.30 in a splash of Irish culture. at the Wyo Theater, March 17th. Get your tickets now at the Wyo Theater box office or online at wyotheater.com. Sell that vehicle hassle-free. Put money in the bank today from Hammer Chevrolet, Troy Baker. Bob, if you have an extra vehicle and you want to turn it into cash, then come see us. We are looking to buy all makes and models. There's a huge demand for pre-owned vehicles right now. Once we inspect your vehicle and verify its condition, we'll give you a check the same day. So if you just want to sell your vehicle, we're ready to buy it. The fast, safe, and fair alternative to a trade-in or a private sale. Get cash today. Hammer Chevrolet, 107 East Alger. Online, HammerChevy.com. Hey, this is Lisa Stofan. Heard the Mark Patrick weight loss hypnosis hype? Well, I attended because my father stopped smoking with hypnosis. Hypnosis eliminated my desire for soda and fast food, made me want to exercise, and I lost 60 pounds in six months. My energy level exploded. I went to another session to deal with some other problem foods, and I lost another 10 pounds. In fact, I brought my husband. He lost weight. More important, cholesterol and blood pressure improved. My friend went, and she lost 20 pounds in the first two months. So does Mark Patrick hypnosis work? Oh, yeah, it works. Nothing has changed my life more. Well, except maybe my husband. He's so proud of me. Makes me cry. Wow, what are you waiting for? Join Mark Patrick Seminars and lose the weight or stop smoking guaranteed for only $49.99. That's right. Weight Loss Seminar Friday, March 25th at the Ramada Hotel in Sheridan. Time is 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. Registration begins at 5 p.m. Stop Smoking Seminar starts at 8 p.m. with registration at 7.30. Hi, Kurt Smith here with the Sheridan Commercial Company. We've been selling a lot of True Value and PPG paint and helping a lot of people get what they need for their painting project. Spring's the perfect time to finish up those indoor projects and start planning for the outdoors. How's your deck looking? Time to restain? Our paint department is full of quality True Value and PBG paint and stains. Come take advantage of our spring paint sale that is going on right now. We're your locally owned hardware store and have been since 1892. The Sheridan Commercial Company, open seven days a week at 303 Broadway. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program brought to you by Elias and Financial. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. Brought to you by Eliason Financial. I'm just trying to fix your camera here, Captain. It, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Everything's yeah. good, right? Perfect. Yeah, just put it up there. All right. This morning, I am joined by the Sheridan Police Department Chief, Travis Coltiska, and Captain Tom Ringley. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. How are we doing? Hi, Floyd. Now, how have things been down at the station in general over the, uh, what's it been, a couple weeks since we talked? Yeah, things have been going very well. Um, we've been very st- steady and, and, and busy with everything going on, you know, it's uh, we've had these intermittent cold spells, so we still get in where the crashes spike, and then they mm. drop back down. You know, beautiful day-to-day, 62 road conditions are much better. 
But when the road conditions are better, people tend to drive a little faster. Yeah. So we still are out there patrolling actively and being visible and making sure that people are, are um, being safe out on the streets. But, yeah, things have been have been going well. Yeah, from a personnel standpoint, they've been fantastic. We In February and March, we promoted uh, officer, officer Curtis Jorgensen, the detective, or sorry, corporal. Um, which was a, a very big deal. It's his first step in leadership. He's That's fantastic. Had a, a great three years as a detective and had just rotated back to um, the patrol division. And we hired a new officer called Zach Conley, who has three years as a deputy in far northwestern Washington State. I can't remember which county. Whatcom. Um, Whatcom County. So we're getting more experienced people with great character um, on board. And at the end of this month, we start our sergeant testing. Um, which will consist of um, a written test, an oral interview, and uh, an assessment center. Now, who gets to take that? Is that uh, kind of one of those situations where it's anybody can try out for sergeant, or do you have to have, like, promotion points like we did in the any military? Any corporal. Any corporal. Can take it with certain caveats, a certain amount of length of time in, um, in rank and time with the department. Um, so sure. we have... Two fantastic corporals eligible who are testing, and we see how it turns out. So we're a civil service organization governed by state statutes and, and our own civil service rules. Part of those rules indicate that any promotion must be offered, and by offered, I mean eligibility-wise, to the next lowest rank below it. And if the can, position cannot be filled within the next lowest rank beneath that offering, then you can go to a, the, either the rank below that or look outside. So obviously, when the... Uh, Captain Ringley promoted to captain. He was the only lieutenant at the time. It was offered to him first. He excelled at the thankfully, process. Thankfully, I was the only lieutenant at the time. <laughs> no, he excelled, just like the Lieutenant Hill and, and uh, uh, Lieutenant Keller. They were sergeants. They took it. They excelled at the process. So that, it's always offered that rank below initially, and that's civil service rules that are governed. So the two corporals that are taken, we had essentially all four corporals would have been, or all, I guess all five corporals would have been eligible, but a couple very um, – all of our corporals would be very well suited for that position as well that, that we have and that are current. But we're we're excited about that process and 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 the civil service rules governing promotions. Um, you have to be seventy what they call seventy five percent proficient. So a combination of a written exam and an oral interview, you have to score a seventy five percent out of a hundred point scale. And so the the testing process we contract with a testing company out of out of Michigan. It writes a, uh, a non-biased standardized test based off of our local content, our policies and procedures, some IACP training keys, and a book that's law enforcement related. And, it's, and they, they create a test based off of that. And then we have an oral board with some um, questions very much in line with our hiring, with character building and leadership and a lot of things that go along with that. And now, then the, no. the assessment center, which uh, the captain is very familiar with, is, is administered by WASCOP, and it's a... I guess you could describe it. Assessment is... It's, um, it has nothing to do with assessing law enforcement um, experience or skills because we, we take care of that um, through, yeah. the, through the written um, through the written exam and the oral board. What it is, it's um, it's looking for character, desired character traits. It's actually what we base our um, all of our interviews on. We're looking for character. So when you say we hire a character, it comes from our participation in the assessment centers. And it's... Uh, lots of um, different types of instruments to include uh, oral presentations and in in basket exercise. Um, and if you, I don't want to talk a lot of it's NDA related, mm. um, but it, it's it's a great 
Um, there are seven character traits that have been identified by Waskop um, that the chiefs and sheriffs in the state have uh, collectively identified as desirable, desirable traits for leadership within the state. And that, that's what um, all of our people who get promoted have successfully um, negotiated. Now, when it comes to that sergeant's test, is a lot of that statute uh, basically knowing the law type of, of question? No, actually, one, one, one really. direction we've we, – one thing we're getting away from is we're not making people commit the rote memory information that's in reference materials, say a statute book. The statute books are there for us to refer exactly. to. Attorneys yeah. don't go into a courtroom without statute books. Um, a lot of it's uh, – knowledge of leadership, principles of leadership, um, how to apply leadership, and um, some broad law enforcement uh, principles such as community-oriented policing, um, case law, stuff that information that a sergeant would need to know at a specific point in time um, during an active leadership engagement. It's not something they can look up Later yeah, book. Yeah, I need to know what our policy is on uh, patrol pursuits. For instance. Pursuits. Yeah, um, that's something a sergeant and a corporal would need to know. It, it is um, when something's ongoing, not um, at the drop of a yeah, hat not, when we're in the situation. Yeah, not, not not what color a, a placard is on a hazardous material. Yeah, <laughs> we, 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 we're still a little bitter about that one. <laughs> um, so it, it's it's a. It's a fantastic process. It's constantly evolving, um, and the information we uh, present in the testing constantly evolves because case law changes, um, leadership principles evolve. So they, we're extremely happy with our process. Yeah, I'm sure you can remember our PLDC, Primary yeah. Leadership Course. That was one of the surprises I got once I got into camp and, and got going was the stack of reference books that were given to us the minute yes. we showed up. And they said, you don't have to commit this to memory. You go and look it up as you go along. We're going to teach you how to look it up. And then six months later, when you go to your E5 board, they're asking you, what, <laughs> yeah. what, what are the six steps in FM 101-1? Yes. But, but that's a different promotion process. But you're absolutely right. Same when our, um, like Liz Schaefer is a uh, peace officer basic right now. The first thing she saw is a stack of, material on her desk that, mm-hmm. that, that's there. It's kind of almost a rite of passage for law enforcement officers in Wyoming to really <laughs> Here, your book. walk in that room and it's like, here's a stack of books, but they're there for reference. Yeah. Um, they're, they're tasks. Most, most their tasks we must know how to need to must know. We need to know how to do. And there are principles we need to know on, on a scene. Yeah. But most of the stuff we can refer to later on. And, and we, we want people to be comfortable um, referring to material and not just guessing. Yes, yeah. Um, I constantly, given the fact that I'm not on patrol, I constantly find myself looking up very basic statutes just to make sure I'm making the right decision um, when I'm reviewing work. Yeah, yeah, especially when we're dealing with things as important as law. Yes, uh, and, know, people's and people's freedom. And people's freedom, That's exactly. what it all comes down to. Exactly. Now, uh, spring is just around the corner. And people are getting excited for events and gatherings. Uh, if someone's looking to plan something and they think they might like an officer or two to do a little walkthrough or check bracelets, how far out 
should these folks be contacting you? Should they have already done so if we're looking to put something on in spring? So we're, we always encourage, I and mean, we've talked about this many times here, whether it's just you deciding to go out for the night and, and engage in um, some libations, we always enc- encourage pre-planning. And as, when it comes to events, we, we cannot uh, stress enough the need to, to start this process early. Because there's a lot of nuances that go along with it, and, and oftentimes, especially if somebody's newer to an event planning, mm-hmm. um, a lot of things that, that when we review these these permits, that we're like, well, you, you need to have this in place or this in place to follow ordinances, to follow statutes that govern some of these permits that are available. And so we always encourage people to start, you know, thinking about the process, thinking about what we need to uh, what we need to accomplish in order to have a, a, a an event come off very safe. Like for instance. We were going to have ski joring. Unfortunately, Mother Nature didn't cooperate. But we started this conversation with Sean Parker and Traveling Tourism back in October. Yes. Oh wow. I mean, yeah. it, for some, an event that we had had in the past, we had a already had a model in place for it. But we started four months in advance. Just started pre-planning that and and, and discussing the the, pr- the different things involved in this event because it's it's really important that that. All statutes are followed. All of our city ordinances are followed. And if there's any additional resources that are needed, gives us time to allocate those resources. And so, and there's always a lot of questions. So we always encourage people to start reaching out now. And, and if they're going to start any known large-scale events um, that are going to happen, and we Sheridan has a lot of them, which is a good thing. It brings a lot of a lot of people into town, and and it's a good thing. But yeah, please start reaching out. And and the first point of contact is customer service at City Hall. Customer service, literally a customer service desk at uh, City Hall. It is. There's a kiosk right across from customer service. I mean, you can reach out, talk to, to Brad down there or any of them. That, they'll know the process. Um, say here, Even if you don't know if you need – maybe it's a brand new thing you're going to do and you don't know if you need a permit, a special permit for it, call down or say, here's kind of what I want to – what I have planned. Here's kind of what I want to do. Do I need a permit and which permit do I need? And they can direct them to the correct permit. There's a kiosk right across from them. They'll help them walk them through the, the process with the, um, applying for the permit and what all is needed, the other stuff that's needed to go along with it, depending on the scale. And, and it's not a difficult process. It's just we want people to start doing it early. Yeah, we're, and we're not going to reach out to people and say, hey, why don't you do this? Because we have right. more than enough to go on. But another fantastic example from last year was the Combat Veteran Motorcycles oh, yeah. Club. Um, the, the local organizers did a fantastic job. They contacted us really early. Um, both sides were responsive to each other's needs, and it, it was, a, in our opinion, it, w- it was a flawless event, and that's down to the, the time that the organizers put in well ahead of time, so we didn't have to pull resources at the at the 11th hour. And it was, six, I think, 6,000 or 6,000 crazy people amount. here. And yeah. Awesome, awesome people, and it was extremely successful. And a lot of that's down to planning. It's the stuff that's thrown together at the last minute where we may or may not have staff um, mm-hmm. to, to, to man it and make it a, a, a safe event. So, we, yeah, please contact us now if you plan on doing anything before September 1st. Now, can within statute, within the requirements that, that the department has to make, can you act as like advisors or consultants if I have security questions? Um, most of the time, we get these questions quite often, and they am on a contract with our own officers or for security, stuff like that. We don't authorize that uh, by policy. Um, there's too many issues that follow along behind that. We can't act as bouncers at bars or anything that their primary revenue generation is through the sale of alcohol. Um, but 
there are resources that we can direct them to. Uh, there's security firms both here in Sheridan and one that's in Gillette that are very active and involved with like Wyo Rodeo and the street dance. So we can get them the resources and, and t- direct them to personnel. And it's never hurts to, for them to ask, you know, if they're like, well, would, um, I'll just throw the hypothetical, I'm having this street event, would a jersey barrier protect the crowd better for whatever reason? Well, you know, they can ask generalized questions like that. You know, we don't mind doing that, and we can also make suggestions when it comes to things that are going to be an obvious safety issue. If, they, if they're going to have a large-scale concert and they're going to try to pack it in too tight, you know, uh, or could be issues with crowds, you know, that, that uh, compaction of the crowd and the crushing of the crowd, depending on what it is. Yeah. We can suggest finding a larger venue or, or doing things differently. So it's not an issue to ask us that. We just everybody needs to know we can't be private security for it. Now, how big does an event have to be for you to get get the uh, the command center out or to have it brought up from Cheyenne to where <laughs> we can have some folks in the trailer doing processing and, and things like that? How big does it have to be? It, it, it's a combination not only of, of size of people at a certain location but also the number of locations. Um, so for our rodeo week, we have everywhere from uh, West 5th Street to downtown to, to um, Broadway um, to – um, Bighorn the next day. Yeah. Don King day so there, there, there's a wide the, the events actually the, the multiple sub events are actually in our eyes one big event that we manage. So with people traveling from location to location, that would um, that's the criteria for us asking uh, Cheyenne Police Department to come on up. Now, <clears throat> with uh, the American Rescue Plan funding coming into the city. Some ideas have been thrown around about getting you guys a new command center, uh, which I think would be fantastic. That way, we don't have to reach out to Cheyenne. What well, would that that, that um, a you're absolutely right on the need for a command center, but the Cheyenne is a DUI processing van. Oh, so it's a um, completely it's, different yeah, thing. Yeah, so that's why okay. that, that that's I, I knew what you were talking about. So that's why I'm discussing uh, multiple locations. Okay, um, and that that's paid for um, by a grant. That the Cheyenne Police Department receives, and they travel all all over the state, and are just fantastic and uh, organization to work with. Um, but you're right; we are in the process of getting a command, a mobile command center. Um, we used to have an old trailer um, <laughs> that we got for free back in 2001 or so um, that that absolutely served its purpose, but it. Technology's changed so much that it, it couldn't support our needs. The command center itself is kind of gone. Yeah. Uh, so we, we are in the market for command center. Yeah, so, and, it, and it serves multiple purposes. One that we can we will share it with Sheridan Fire Rescue because it's always nice to have a command center on a large-scale structure fire or wildland fire. It'll be mobile. Um, we'll be able to staff it and, and, and equip it for both of our needs. We would use it for large-scale events, or if we have a, uh, a something similar to what happened in was it 2016 on the Broadway? Yes, uh, 2016 with a, a standoff, a large-scale oh, that wow. happens somewhere yeah. where we don't have, you know. Thankfully, we had a, a business that we were able to utilize for our, for our, our uh, instant command center. But if we don't have that option, it gives us that option for the you know a worst-case scenario type thing. It's it's a it's a really good tool. It's also if we did have a instant at our communication center where they had to bug out for whatever reason, whether it's fire, flood, whatever, it will also serve the purpose as a mobile um, operate, um, communication center as well. Yeah, you know, and, and we don't tend to think about that because we think about the police station like Fort Knox, right? Like, so it, nothing could happen to it, but natural disasters happen, and sometimes you have to 
beat feet and get out of there just like everybody else, and you would need somewhere to go. Or even during a remodel, or if we have to, um, all of our technology in um, in our communication center is will be maintained by the vendors for a certain amount of time. So when we had our last big remodel, we just ran wires out to our old trailer, and it, our, oh, wow. our, our guys and, and ladies and gentlemen dispatched from the parking lot. Thankfully, wow. it was very temporary because it was not ideal. This hopefully, uh, the, you know, the one we are shopping for will have every capability that our our current current center has. And take us maybe 15, 20 years into the future. Yes. Now, getting back to these uh, to the events, what large events are in the works for this year? <clears throat> so, as always, we got the Dead Swede. Um, that that event is they're always. That's a very solid event that's happened every year, and that brings a lot of people in for the bike race. Um, we're anticipating rodeo, uh, wild rodeo, and, and the street dance is going to happen again this year. Um, third Thursdays always, you know, there are four events. Um, so those are some of the larger scale that are going to have. We anticipate larger crowds, and, and there's always ancillary events that go along with, like the Dead Swede. There's Friday night registration with an event that is occurring. I believe it was in Kendrick, maybe. I can't remember. I'd have to look at it again. Um, so, and, and again, with Rodeo Week, there's uh, there's all kinds of little events that are going with, uh, along with Rodeo Week. So we know those are some of the big ones that are going to happen. Um, and then we oftentimes get a surprise here and there. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's why we want to get One this out now. Up, yeah. If it's in the back of your mind, please call call City Hall, call us, start talking about talking to us about it now. If you just have one. We'll work very diligent to to make and uh, accommodate the requests as best we can. Um, we've rarely said no, but if it comes down to somebody says, "Hey, next weekend I'm going to have 10,000 people planning on coming through," that might be a tough ask. Yeah, it, it, you know, throwing I'm throwing a large scale right, right. scenario out there. But that's going to be a very tough ask for us to get the resources we need to make it a safe event. Right now, is rodeo the base the the biggest event of the year uh i know because like you said it's got a bunch of sub events yeah, radio week is absolutely it. the biggest event week of the year um but rodeo in itself would be and this, the street dance in itself would be as well they're, they're probably about the same numbers oh wow um but and they they go on concurrently um so yeah that that that's our biggest week of the year people um, love the street dance yeah um it, it, it's the one week a year where we cancel time off um, for everyone, and we sometimes br- bring in extra officers depending on what our operations uh, goal is. And also, Highway Patrol has been fantastic in bringing extra, uh, establishing a task force to focus on DUIs. It's still quite a ways out, but are you anticipating quite a large number this year because the COVID numbers have really died down? I think we're going to be balancing COVID numbers with the price of gas. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think, and uh, with the COVID, absolutely. Um, look at spring break in Florida right now, um, but we're, the, the uncertainty is um, what um, the price of fuel will have on the tourism industry. That's a good point. Yeah, it, it might be a slower year just because of that. Uh, people might want to stay closer to the home. Yeah, we're we're hoping it's not. We're, yeah, yeah, we're hoping people want to get back out there. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we return. We'll continue with the Sheridan Police Department. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. It's 
started out as free. But then they said it would only be a few cents a day. What you're hearing is real. It may be happening to you. It ended up being a lot every month. These are the voices of frustration. I pay for streaming video, then the cloud storage, then streaming audio. Where does it end? This is the sound of nickel and diming syndrome. It's a real thing. It is a real thing. I just want to hear my music. Is that so wrong? There is hope for millions of people. There's radio. Radio? Radio with zero down and zero per month. Radio delivers all the news, music, and entertainment you want when you want it for free. No usernames, passwords, or Wi-Fi connection required. Here's my card number. It's 7354. Don't speak. When you listen to a Sheridan Media radio station, you'll never need that. This is so wonderful. (laughs) Yes, it is. The cure for nickel and diming syndrome. I could use a hug. (laughs) It's radio. No subscription required. Here at Frackleton's, we not only go the extra mile on quality, we are dedicated to bringing that quality to the table with a devotion to freshness and eye appeal. But let's talk lunch and the original bar and grill half-pound burger with your choice of four different cheeses served with lettuce, tomatoes, red onions, and pickled slices on a Kaiser roll. Sides include sweet potato fries, shoestring fries, truffle fries, sautéed spinach, or coleslaw. Frackleton's for lunch, Main Street, downtown Sheridan. Hi, it's Steve Mann. Have you heard the commercials for the Mark Patrick Stop Smoking Seminars? And they said only $49.99, and it could work for you. So I thought, that's not even a week's worth of smoking. So I went, and guess what? It did work for me. You know, my friends and family are still amazed. I quit smoking. I didn't have cravings, anxiety, or weight gain. Listen, I don't know how it works, but I know it works because I'm living proof, and it's 100% guaranteed. So what do you got to lose? I'll tell you what you got to lose. A very bad habit. Join Mark Patrick Seminars and stop smoking now without cravings, irritability, weight gain, or your money back. Only $49.99 guaranteed. Become a non-smoker with hypnosis designed to work without anxiety, irritability, or weight gain. For only $49.99, become a non-smoker. That's right. Seminar Friday, March 25th at the Ramada Hotel in Sheridan from 8 to 10 p.m. Registration starts at 7.30. Weight loss seminar starts at 5.30 and stop smoking at 8 p.m. This is Ken here at Prime Rate Motors. We understand everybody's situation is different. We have helped people get into the car they need by numerous ways. You may need to downtrade for lower payments. You may wish to trade in more than one car. Prime Rate Motors will accept trade-ins on trailers, tractors, campers, even four-wheelers. So let us help you get into a premium, pre-owned vehicle that is exactly what you want and need. Here at Prime Rate Motors and Super Trailer Store on Sheridan's Coffee and Avenue or PrimeRateMotors.com. Are you a business owner and you need help getting your company's message out on smartphones, computers, and tablets? Hi, this is Bob Grammons, General Manager of Sheridan Media. For over two years, we We've successfully helped many small businesses with their digital marketing. Don't be intimidated. We'll walk you through each step without any production fees or minimum contracts. We're truly a one-stop marketing shop, digital, radio, and print. Discover all of our marketing products by clicking on the advertising tab on sharedamedia.com or email sales at sharedamedia.com. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by Eliason Financial. I'm Floyd Whiting. This morning I am joined by the Sheridan Police Department Chief, Travis Koltiska, and Captain Tom Ringley. We're discussing events here in the city of Sheridan and how the Sheridan Police Department helped to keep them secure and legal. Now, permits... 
permits we've talked a little bit on that that's this is the real legal part of it all this is the bureaucracy of it uh but chief captain uh let's talk about some permits organizers of these events uh when should they start putting in for these permits we talked a little bit about in the first section about how you'd want to plan this out as much as possible but is there like a deadline we need two weeks three weeks of processing time so the city ordinance did um and we've made a change city ordinance does request that those permits be in with three weeks ahead of time of the scheduled event there was a, a sliding scale on the cost of the permit, but uh, state statute changed that, and so the permits have a standard fee regardless of the time. But we do ask that they get in three weeks in advance of the permit. Now, we understand that's not always going to happen. Things do come up. Um, but that's that's kind of a – that just gives the opportunity time uh, – amount enough time, again, like I talked about, having resources available that we may need depending on what it is. Also, that goes through multiple review processes. It goes to the fire department, to the police department to public works, I believe, um, to the clerk and the city administrator for approval, for administrative approval of those permits. So there's there's a process, and it's got to get through everybody um, to make sure that, you know, the things that, that, that are in our wheelhouse, that, you know, we make sure that everything's up to up to par with that. So and that all the codes are being followed. Absolutely. And, yeah. Absolutely. And, and if there are any suggestions for needs for additional security or, or you know, um, Make sure that the, the, the proper sale of alcohol is being followed, administered correctly. Um, so that, that's that's why we ask to get them in there ahead of time. Oh, um, <clears throat> looks like we got a caller if you want to throw your headsets on real <clears throat> quick. It looks like someone's got a question. Is, is the volume good? All right, go ahead, caller. You're on Public Pulse. Uh, yes, good morning. Um, you know, I've been reading a lot about these uh district attorneys that, uh, you know, we're a country of laws. And uh, I just kind of wonder how sometimes these district attorneys in other places can change the laws. And, and I'll give you an example. I, I was reading yesterday where uh, there was two illegals that um, raped a young girl and they got probation. Um, he so, was a Soros-funded DA. And I just kind of wonder, how do these people get away with it? And also, like in New York, where we have these assaults on Asian people, and, you know, they get arrested, and then they get they let loose or they get probation. Uh, I just don't understand it. I thought we were a country of laws, and, we, and these DAs are supposed to follow these laws. Can I'm not really that? sure if uh, the sheriff of PD can really comment on that, but uh, I can tell you that uh, law— especially within the courtroom, is uh, very much about uh, how it's written and how it's perceived and how it can be argued. Am I, am I somewhat correct on that, Chief? Well, absolutely. I mean, the final decision on what the, the punishment is doesn't rest in with the district attorney or a county attorney system. And thankfully, I think in, in our area and in, in our part of the world, we still do follow the, the rule of law, and the way we are very uh, tuned to to this kind of a thing that's happening in other places, it's stuff that's very much outside of our control that probably lends a lot of frustration to other law enforcement professionals in those areas for these very examples, as the, as the caller cited. And, and there's plenty more that you, if you read about that these kind of things that are happening. But again, without knowing all the facts and circumstances surrounding that event as well, we, I mean, we don't know. And And I can tell you that here in Sheridan, our, our court system, our prosecutor, 
they're very in tune with the rule of law, and they very are um, very adept at, at proper sentencing and proper administration of justice here. And so I think we're fortunate in that respect. And you work very closely with the DA when it comes to cases, making sure that she's got all the evidence that she needs and that things are handled properly, correct? I mean, where's your, your partnership there? You guys uh, uh, work all kinds hand of communication. In hand? Absolutely. Yeah. Communication is key in that, and, and we know that when we investigate something, there's, we may miss something, or not only say miss it, but maybe something's not available right at the time. As those cases are reviewed by the prosecutors, they're going to take the opportunity to say, well, this wonder, you know, here's an avenue that could be explored, and they're going to reach out to our department um, and and inquire into that, and, and we're, we're going to commit any resource we can to get them all the information that they need yeah. for successful prosecution. Yeah. And sometimes those prosecutions come down to plea agreements. That's yeah. that's our system. And, yep. we, and that's that we is, live in. Yep. And it's a, the system we can live in. And we, um, <clears throat> we're not privy to all the dis- discussions that take place between the uh, the prosecutors in the judiciary. Um, our expectations of our work product is that we've turned in, is that we submit excellent work to the county attorney's office and also the, the city attorney's office and that the work's excellent and that they have all of their needs met. Um, that's why we have the system we have. We're not judge and jury. We, we're the police and we give the prosecutors the information they need. Yeah. Um, so we, I think we both learned a long time ago, not that, um, conduct an invest investigation um, along with what we think the judge would do because we're not the judge and we really don't know the judges. Yeah. And B, that's not our function. We have a separation of powers in, in general within this country. It's and one, for a good reason. One of the things that yeah. makes our country special. And at a lower level, there's a separation of, of, of tasking between what law enforcement does and what the prosecutors do. But our job is to support the prosecutors and give them all the information they need. Now, with with that, 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 you know you've done a great job. You know that you and your team have done everything that you can possibly do to close a case. You hand that off to a DA, and then a plea agreement happens to come up. Um, and I'm not trying to get anyone in trouble here, but is it ever frustrating? I mean, as as that part of the job, that, oh, man, he got a good lawyer, and his lawyer got him out of there, and it just drives me Crazy. Well, I, I can't personally speak for everybody. I can tell you there's been times when I'm kind of like, well, I wish they would have gotten something different. But at, yeah. at the same time, that was a lot, a long time ago in my career. And you come to a realization that, I, and like the captain alluded to just, just a minute ago, is my job is not to make that determination. My job is not to make that decision. My job is to investigate this to the best of my ability, put the best product forward, and it's out of my hands after I've handed everything off. And and that's I, if I could if I know and depending regardless of what the case is if I know I did the best job I could do whatever the outcome of it is I'm I'm happy with what I performed of the, of the job that I did and, and what it, else it, can it you took do? it took yeah. a lot of growing to do that though it really does because you come into this job a little idealistic um, and you want to go out there and you think every person that commits murder should get life in prison or whatever, or, and I'm not saying they shouldn't, you know, but just using it as an, as yeah. a, an example. And it's, But that's not just reality. You, you see that that's not a reality. And so when, it, when the reality starts setting in, you've got to ad- adapt yourself and understand your true role in, in this profession. And no one ever stopped me from going to law school if I felt that strongly about any, any decisions that a prosecutor's made. It's certainly within 
nothing well except myself um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah if, if anybody like one of the reasons i became a police officer got it was i had contact with police in texas and over uh, had a car stereo still and i thought i could do a better job oh really um, so yeah. that's why you, you yeah um and if if i if someone thinks they can do a better job then then there's Go nothing stopping anyone from doing it. Go um, do it. To yeah. Actually, quite honestly, to include being a police officer. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, if, uh, and I, I didn't know that about you. Uh, one of these days, you're gonna have to tell me that story. It, I think that's absolutely. Yeah, great. it's it's short. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's, I didn't do anything wrong. Is someone stole a car stereo and they from uh, from my car and they the police did not take it seriously. Mm. Um, and this so, is back in the '90s. And you said, you know what? Yeah. I could do better. Could, absolutely. Well, and you are. Let's <laughs> now hope you're so. the captain. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we return, we'll continue with our Sheridan Police Department. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE, 103.9 FM. Sheridan. you had more time to manage your business operations, sell your products, or take a vacation? What if you had someone to pay your bills, handle your payroll, or watch your bottom line? Let the accounting professionals at Harker Mellinger add free time to your schedule by providing a cost-effective bookkeeping service as well as adding useful management reports for your business. Call or visit Harker Mellinger at 1811 South Sheridan Avenue in Sheridan. And remember, the initial consultation is always free. Charitable giving is often an important part of your future. This is Jeff Tomlinson, financial advisor and branch manager at Stiefel. I can help you develop a charitable giving strategy designed to potentially maximize your tax benefits and reduce your record-keeping burden. Call us at 307-672-3434 to discuss how a Stiefel donor-advised fund can help create a positive impact on the causes you care most about. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. When you're in pain, it causes stress. Even minor pain is telling you something's not right, and early detection is the best path to relief. Make a call to Dr. Colin Hardy of Atlas Chiropractic. Not only can he alleviate your pain, but also reduce physical stress and boost and maintain proper immune system function. Chiropractic is a natural immune booster. With each adjustment, they're not only supporting the central nervous system through proper spinal function and alignment, but also stimulating and strengthening the immune system by removing nerve interferences and stressors that can drag it down. Call 307-672-6000 for details and scheduling with the top chiropractic clinic in Sheridan, Atlas Chiropractic. This is Dr. Colin Hardy with Atlas Chiropractic. Be sure to ask us about our new patient specials. Take the first step to a better you. Call 672-6000. That's 672-6000. Your healing begins when you pick up the phone. If you've been thinking about building your dream home, Vista West is the place to be. Hi, it's Jack and Kathleen Wood from Best Real Estate. You're right, Jack. With five to seven plus acre lots starting at around 250000 Vista West is just what you're looking for. With less than three miles from downtown Sheridan. You heard her, folks. I'm right. Wait, what? Building your luxury dream home with natural landscaping and views of the Big Horns. Vista West is Sheridan, Wyoming's premier executive building site. Call Jack and Kathleen Wood at 307 307- Seven seven six three one two four nine. It's time to live your life the best at Vista West. And I was right. Brokered by EXP. Dreaming of green grass, sunny days, and long drives down the fairway? 
Well, so are we. It's time to get ready for the 2022 season at Kendrick Golf Course. Rates are still extremely reasonable, making Kendrick Sheridan's best golf value. Take advantage of their preseason discounts and save even more. Discounted passes now on sale at City Hall or online at SheridanWY.gov through March 31st. The snow will be gone and the grass will be greening up before you know it. Don't miss out. Play this season at Kendrick Golf Course. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by Eliason Financial. I'm Floyd Whiting, and this morning I am joined by the Sheridan Police Department Chief, Travis Koltiska, and our captain, Tom Ringley. We're discussing events here in the city of Sheridan and how the Sheridan Police help to keep them secure and legal. Now, we were talking about permits, and and what does it actually uh, take to get a permit for some of these big things? And, Captain, in the research you sent me, we need an insurance bond if an event is to be held on a city street. Now, how much do these things cost? Um, an that, insurance bond? That, that's up to the uh, city clerk. Um, but the reason is, say, if we close a street for an event with alcohol, obviously there's an increased risk for, for damaged property. It's a fact of life. Um, that's not an opinion. Um, and we have to protect the property owners, our um, business, the, the, yeah. our, our businesses from we've, we've had broken windows at, at large events we've, and we've had other public property damage and what the, what the, uh, insurance policies do, they, they indemnify the city. Um, they, I don't think they, they, they don't cost a lot. Um, but they, they are required if there's the potential for, um, for the, for the damage to the property. So like every street dance, uh, uh, skijoring, skijoring. Yeah. Uh, what about like beer gardens? Like do we, do we have? Closes, yeah, yeah, and then gardens. open black up the tooth, back and Blacktooth closing down a, a section or or Luminous closing down a section of the street is the only times that would reply. But yeah, there's a street closure. There's a, there's that indemnification policies. There required. is an insurance bond attached to it. That's actually reassuring. Now, planning a large event is really involved, and it takes a team. What are the first steps an event holder should take in planning this event once they contact our service desk and they know that they've got the permits? Uh, Should they go out there and kind of look at the area and and determine, here's my security risks? Well, that's always a good plan. I mean, most people that have these events do that, but, but, but... Remember, these are, we're talking large scale. A lot of these permits are actually much smaller. A lot of these permits are for smaller banquet type things like Pheasants Forever or Rocky Mountain Oak Foundation Banquet, some of those other things that are happening. Um, so, you know, and, and oftentimes there's there's rules pertaining when, especially if you have a permit that um, or you're going to serve alcohol where there's also going to be children or those under 21 involved, and, and there's some regulations about separating that service area off from make, uh, having a um, designated um, serving area where no one under 21 is allowed. That's where the actual sales alcohol is occurring. So there's a lot of nuances that that go along with it. So anybody that's got questions about it, like I said, a lot of these permits are reoccurring. We can just we can just throw them on the calendar one year to the next. Um, the the permit holders have a pretty good handle on it. So you know if somebody's thinking about doing something different, you know, reach out to you know some of these other businesses who do have frequent permits. They can, I'm sure they'd be be happy to help them out and and uh, provide some best practices to them. Yeah, some goes. things that have they've learned yes, through the absolutely. years. Yes, absolutely. And we're always a resource. The captain has looked at 
hundreds of permits a year <laughs> for a, a while now. I'm not exaggerating. Yeah, when, when uh, we retire, we're going to plan weddings. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it, it, we we get pretty deep into it, but save for like the pheasants forever um, event. We we're not walking through the, these events and right. checking up on them. Um, they've everything's in good faith that people want are going to do the right thing. Um, and, and do a great job. And actually, we have to, the process is very good. It, it, it's basically a flow chart. If yes, then. Um, as you, so you don't have to fill out a bunch of uh, information that doesn't pertain to you. And the very last thing on, on a, a permit is a map. And that allows the event holder to, to draw out the event. And they usually see for themselves what, what's needed. Yeah, you can see, okay, here's my opening, here's my exits, and I yeah. need people there. Now, when it comes to... Uh, Closing off a street, do I have to approach city council as an organizer for that, or that can be determined by you? That's an administrative function as well. Oh, so we don't have to approach it. Okay. No, no, we do not. Um, One thing that closing off a city street does require is that the person who wants to hold a permit on the city street has to notify the businesses, the adjacent businesses, to that closure of the closure. And and if there's any adverse – it may be denied if there's any adverse impact to a local business. Um, that doesn't always mean that if one business says, uh, we don't want you to do it, that the city's going to say no. But, but we do put that on the, the permit holder to say, hey, I think it's as much neighborly as anything else. Absolutely. Hey, the street, what can we do to help mitigate any adverse potential impact to your business or what can we do to help you? So that's just you know reaching out and providing that, that assistance to any businesses that may be impacted. But that's a requirement. Once we want, and, and it does say right on the permit for a street closure that I ha- that, you know you're swearing that you reached out to the local businesses. doesn't say they all had to agree to it, but you did reach out. Um, and then it's an administrative function for the for the approval of the permit at that point. Now, when it does come to alcohol, uh, what are the different types of, of common alcohol permits? Because there is a difference. There's, there's three of them. Three. Because there's a difference between me taking my family to the park mezzanine and, and being like, all right, we're going to have a couple beers, mm-hmm. but, you know, I'm not selling anything. I'm just bringing a, a six-pack to I'm holding a street dance, and there's going to be minors. There's going to be everyone in town showing up. I mean, there's a significant difference there. So what are those, and how do they vary? So the three are, first and foremost, the one you mentioned about, you know, just going with your family, or maybe you want, or maybe somebody's having a birthday party at the park, is an open container permit. An open container permit just allows for the open the consumption of beverages in a normal in an area public area that would normally be governed by open container laws. So Kendrick Park, you can't just sit down at Kendrick Park and have a beer, right? Because it's an open container in the public. City ordinance prevents that. Um, you can have a beer in your backyard, but you can't in City Park. So if you if that's something that you know somebody wants to have a few beers down at the park, they apply for an open container permit, and I and and that that covers in an event that. No alcohol is sold, and that's one of the key uh, things. Or no alcohol is given away for um, to entice patronage. So basically somebody can ah. say, hey, uh, I'm going to give you beers, but I'm selling this product at the same time. That's enticing patronage to your event or to your business. That's technically a sale by statute. The other one is a malt beverage permit, which allows for the sale of malt beverages only, beer, malt liquor. And the last one is a catering permit, which allows for the sale of beer, wine, or um, spirits. And and catering permits must be obtained, can only be obtained by those who, ho- who hold a um, either a full retail liquor license 
or a club license. Or is it clubber? Or a limited club, yeah. Like it, it, they're, they're almost always um, full reta- retail. Full retail yeah. license. Yeah. yeah, and, and it, isn't it true that even sometimes organizers yeah. will kind of land or use yeah. that liquor license? Well, so if I wanted to hold a large-scale concert, you know, I wanted to be the event coordinator for a large concert, and I wanted to have a catering permit, I would have to go to one of our retail liquor license holders and say, I want to have this event. Will you provide it? Will you cater it? Essentially, will you cater it? Not necessarily in the food context, but will you cater it for, will you obtain the catering permit for the service of alcohol? And that's how those usually work. How long does it take for those permits to go through? Is that about the same time? It can take a day. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So that's not a great big long no. process. Uh, and and like, probably. You want to start early, but it, the process of once yeah. everything's in place, like, the for, mechanism of Like place. for a wedding or a private party or a, a banquet, it's minimal. It, yeah. It, it, as long as everything's uh, all the information we need there, it, it can take an hour, depending on who's checking their email, because um, we get notifications via email. So it doesn't take long at all. Now, uh, some other things that uh, you guys offer, uh, like tips training, mm-hmm. could really help somebody before they have a, one of these large events and they've got some folks. Maybe they are not super experienced bartenders. But this tips training, and we only got a couple minutes left, but I wanted to touch on this because this is a fantastic yeah, program. We, there's a tips training specific to outdoor, uh, to those type of events. Too. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. So it's actually catered, uh, catered to catering permits, so, so to speak. There, but there's there's the general tips, and then there's also one designated or or I says geared directly towards those kind of outdoor events and, and event. I can't remember what it's called. It's you, you remember the reference materials I alluded to earlier? Right, these, right. These are when we, are when we <laughs> yeah, would text. I can look it up. Exactly. <laughs> I can look it up and get because back to you. We want to be sure of our information. Well, I can make a phone call. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but this tip stranding, it, yeah. it really teaches folks uh, how to identify someone who's yep. had too much. When is uh, a good time to say when? Mm-hmm. You know, you're done. Uh, but tips, uh, it, this is offered through the yes, police station? Yes, called. Uh, Corporal John Snoozy at 672-2413. He's our lead tips instructor. We just had a class uh, Saturday or Sunday. We'll even hold them on the weekend. We will cater to other people's schedules. We have three instructors down there. Yep. So. And if you're a professional bartender, oh, what a fantastic class to have underneath your belt. And it's and it, and it is required by city ordinance. All servers must be trained within 90 days of employment. So, so everyone's going everyone, through this. Everyone anyhow. goes through it. Even like waiters, waitresses. Yeah, if you're any, serving any, beer. Any alcohol server needs to be tips trained. You're, you're doing this. All right. Well, but Cap- it's a fantastic program. Absolutely. Uh, Captain, Chief, thank you both so much for taking some time. Thanks for the laughs. I always love having you guys come on the show. Thanks, Lloyd. Thanks, Lloyd. Have a good one. All right. This has been Public Pulse on 930 KROE 103.9 FM. Shared. It's Captain Clean here, and cleaning season is back. Let our cleaning experts freshen up your carpets and furniture. Let our HVAC experts clean your ductwork and air conditioning for maximum performance paired with clean air this season. Bring your area rugs to our shop and have our rug cleaning experts freshen them up. Cleaning season is back. Call Captain Clean, 672-0726, and let's clean. We clean more for you. 
I'm here right now with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda. I noticed the name change, and I got to ask, what's going on over there? Yeah, Tommy, hi. I am Candace. I moved here from Minnesota to be the new general manager at Sheridan Honda, formerly Valley Motor Honda. Look, we're really excited. Our new owner is expanding in Wyoming. We now have a sister store, Yellowstone Motors in Powell. And obviously, we've got a new name, Tommy, but it's the same great team, and we're going to continue to honor the Weber family legacy with a great service you've come to expect. Okay, Sheridan, stop in. Say hi to Candace Crane at Sheridan Honda today. We hate unnecessary fees. At First Federal Bank and Trust, we offer local cash management services to save you time and money. We're here to help local businesses succeed, not make money from fees. Costs are on the rise, and just like shopping for insurance, your current cash management services could use a review. Contact Kim Wells and learn how First Federal's business products and services benefit you. First Federal Bank and Trust, member FDIC. The office supply department continues to expand at the Sheridan Commercial Company. Hi, Kurt Smith here. Need office supplies? We're here to help. We're adding more in-stock items all the time. You can also go online to SheridanCommercial.com and view over 42,000 office supply items that you can have delivered to your office or to our store. We'll even deliver them. SheridanCommercial.com is an office supply mega website. The Sheridan Commercial Company office supply department inside at 303 Broadway or online at SheridanCommercial.com. Today isn't just another ordinary day. It's time for you to make a career change. And your locally owned McDonald's in Sheridan, Buffalo, and Gillette would like you to join their team. Owner Larry Storo. Bob, you can earn up to $15 per hour. And even better is that you can work today and get paid tomorrow. We'll help you improve your career potential with benefits that include health insurance, paid vacation, tuition assistance, flexible scheduling, food discounts, and more. Apply in person today at your locally owned McDonald's in Sheridan, Buffalo, and Gillette. Are you a professional in the mechanical trades? Powder River Heating and Air Conditioning, a family-owned company, is currently hiring commercial construction plumbers and service plumbers. Benefits include year-round employment with great pay based on experience and performance, health insurance, life insurance, a 401k, paid holidays, vacation, and travel time. Ready for a change? Apply online at powderriverheating.com or email kent at prhvac.com. Powder River Heating and Air Conditioning is an equal opportunity employer. Broadcasting from the Jill Bates Invest Team Studio, brokered by EXP. K-R-O-E. 